welcome back to ContraCast, the show about uh, things and stuff. Tonight we have four people, including myself, John Kwiatkowski, Michael Polowski, Stephen Polowski, and of course me, Paul Kwiatkowski. It's a Polish group tonight. There's no one else who is not. And we welcome you back for ContraCast episode 23. It has been uh, almost, gosh, it's been three weeks since our last show, so... Um, that's sad. I know. Sorry about the delay. <laughs> but we're back, and that's all that matters. So, um, just a quick note. Tonight's show, we don't have very many topics. Um, we're mainly gonna, going to basically just wrap up the last couple weeks and just have a chat, basically. So, if you were looking for any specific news, this is not the show you want to be listening to right now. But if you are just interested in what's going on, or... You just want to hear us talk? Please stay tuned. So, um, who wants to go first? Do you want to? Uh, actually, I guess, I guess let's just wrap up what's happened in the last couple weeks. So, John, um, you're not in the same place that you were three weeks ago. Where are you? <laughs> I, uh, three weeks ago, I was wondering if I was going to be at college or not, and uh, basically, I was sitting at home uh, hoping to get an acceptance letter from Appalachian. But um, now I'm sitting here in a dorm room. Roommate just walked in and uh, having a blast right now. I'm loving it up here. Excellent. So, um, how about you tell everyone what the, the program you are in is? Yeah, I'm in a. The major I'm doing is a industrial design program, which to sum it up, it's the designing of everything you see that's being sold. Like, you walk into Walmart and see a chair, someone designed that. You see a bowl, someone designed that. <laughs> you walk into Walmart and my job. you see a chair that was designed by someone working for Ikea that was copied by someone working for Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. And I'd love to come out of it with a design job for, you know, either an independent firm or someone like Ikea. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That's a fun. So, um, Stephen, we have not had you on the show in a long time. Yeah, it's it's been far too long. Yeah, I know. How's everything been going up at the UNC? Uh, things are great actually. Uh, just got moved back in, and uh, you know all that good stuff. We started up my classes. I'm taking two English classes, so it's lots of reading and all that stuff. Our basketball team seems to lose a lot. So <laughs> right now, I just got back from the Carolina Wake game actually. And we just lost by like 15 points to Wake Forest. Ouch! Oh, yeah, so, here. <clears throat> it's okay. It's okay. We young and it'll all work out. I forget what what are you majoring down there, Steve? Uh, or do you know right yet? Now, yeah, right now I'm undecided. So that's a good um, place to be at. Yeah, I'm leaning towards maybe econ. I don't really know what I'm gonna that do. Pretty cool. But yeah, so that pretty much sums up. Moved back in. Got got everything back rolling and I I've had McDonald's for the past four days so it's interesting in my life that's Mike how about you um not much for me really um other than finally getting my TV after waiting four some odd weeks uh bought a new HD television that I'm currently using as a monitor, and it's really good purchase. It was like $368. Um, I'm watching. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm starting to watch Lost on um, this, this the season of Lost, so I guess uh, me and Paul are watching that. Stephen's kind of finished with it. I don't think John's watching it. I'm on, like, season two of Lost now. Um, what else? What season of Lost are you on now? Two. Two? Yeah, I'm on three. Right, to go, then. Sorry, I had to get up and go get my headphones. I realized that I uh, I left everything plugged into speakers, and it sounds fine now, but it would probably sound like trash in the editing phase. <laughs> uh, can you can you guys hear me, by the way? Because my computer's kind of under the disc. Yeah, we can hear you. Just yeah, we can hear you fine. Okay. okay, I thought you were talking about my mic slow. Oh, no, never mind. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, that's all good. Uh, so, quick question. Did anyone see the uh, opener of 24? Oh, I oh, that's what that's yeah, what I was gonna say. You uh, watched twenty four. I haven't seen it yet. I might watch it probably tomorrow. You should watch it. It's um. There's only like three main characters in there right now that were in previous seasons at all, and you really don't need to know like any relevance of those characters because it's a new season. And it has nothing to do with the previous season, so you can catch up with it easy there. So it's not like Lost where you have to watch the first episode. Oh, no, not not at all. Like, every season is kind of like a new, like, thing going on. Because I, I haven't watched a season yet, but I think I might watch this one. You, you should new. watch this one. It, it looks like a decent season. It, I, yeah, maybe. And I don't know. one other quick thing. Did, uh, have all of you seen the uh, the new trailer for the A-Team? Uh, yes. I, I have not seen the trailer. And what yeah, do you think about that? dun dun um, I thought that there was a tank falling in the sky on a parachute. <laughs> I, I thought it was great until they dropped the tank out of a plane and shot a UAV down with it while it was falling through the air. I can't decide how I feel about it, because I think, um, I kept on waiting for them to go to, like, I don't know, that one part of the soundtrack, and they never they never did that. No, they didn't. Uh, but on, it's but like on top it started of that, with old-style introduction and then just kind of branched off into... I wanted to see more of them talking and less less action because I think everyone knows what the A team is, you know. I don't know. It looked okay, I suppose, but I'm still more inter- more excited about uh, Iron Man two. How much they overdo it as far as the tech in it goes? What like the do they have? Because I mean, they're they're flying a plane that has a tank mounted like where the cockpit is. What? If they're dropping an old school van. Oh, the, <laughs> I didn't pay that much attention to it. <laughs> I paid plenty of attention to it. It was like, uh, what's going on here? Um, like the plane got blown up and out of the cockpit drops a tank. My my opinion on it was pretty much summed up by that Extra Life comic. Where he's like, <laughs> oh, sweet, this is this is the A-Team. I love the A-Team. He's like, they used to drive around their van and drop tanks out of planes and shoot other planes down in the air, and I was like, yeah, that's right. Basically, that was, that was my view. I'm like, it, it could be good or either they're going to really screw it up. It's well, if Michael Bay directed it, you know it's going to be like that. <laughs> He's not, though. The cast looks really funny. I mean, it's Quentin Rampage Jackson as uh, Mr. T, Charlto Copley, who was uh, Vickis Vendemerva in District 9, is in it. Yeah. Um, Liam Neeson is 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 a primary character, and so is um, what's his name from The Hangover, the one that was not Andy from The Office or Alan. <laughs> um, what's his name? 
I, it doesn't matter. As long as you know that it's not Andy from The Office or Alan, it's that guy. <laughs> you can't get them confused very well. So uh, let's let's uh, see what else we have on the agenda tonight. Sort of topics. I know. Well, all right. So as far as the news goes, I was just gonna go ahead and uh, talk about my new show real quick. Um, we're still waiting on on John to finalize show notes and and blog posts for his podcast, but. In the meantime, I was able to knock one out yesterday, and uh, it's probably going to be pretty good. I'm calling it Five Minutes of Interesting, and it's a <laughs> sub-five-minute show that just focuses on two to four news articles, and uh, yesterday was just me, but from now on, two people discussing it and just providing light commentary and just... A so, it's essentially just going to be the daily headlines, kind or whatever, what, what big has happened in no, the world? No, because it's interesting to me, like... For okay, instance, interesting you, so it'll be tech such, tech and such. Yeah, yesterday I talked about, um, what did I talk about? It's always good when you're delivering a show to stop and then go and look things up on the internet. I find that that is the best way to stay on topic. <laughs> you guys aren't paying attention tonight. <laughs> yes, I, can, I can hear you. I can hear you. Um, Alright, so I talked about McDonald's offering free Wi-Fi. Uh, President Obama tweeting for the first time, and Apple's event, I, I guess I should have put this into nice show notes, Apple's event um, an, is uh, is next Wednesday, the 27th of January, actually I take it back, I think it's the 26th, w- one of those two days, but they are, they the subtitle of this event is Come and See Our Latest Creation, and... Uh, What's going to be? Does uh, nobody know? I know, Gizmodo... It might just be a tablet. Exactly, um... And Fox News actually has said that maybe iPhone 4.0 will drop. Um, so there's always that. What do you guys think about the the names for the tablet? It's been a while since we discussed the Apple tablet. Uh, re- really, I haven't. Have they released the final name, or is it? Oh, just, we, we yeah. don't. We still don't know if there will actually be an Apple tablet. I, I think they're probably going to name it the i. I mean, it'll be i something. Well, the two guesses are it might iPad be or i tablet or i slate. I mean, and i slate. I slate that that was a good one. I did see that one online. You like that one? I see. I what, the HP I slate. The i slate is slate something, which is what it is. It's not. It doesn't have fancy buttons on it. It's just a basic screen with like one or two buttons on it. I mean, it made sense that a slate would be a viable name for it. No, no, that's that's not the point. Because the thing is, HP already has uh, unveiled their details for their Slate tablet. The iSlate is the name that I cannot get around. Because because while iMac makes sense and iPhone makes sense, because phone and Mac are not difficult words to say, Slate is much more. I don't know. It's, it doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. So iSlate. It doesn't. Yeah, just just like the the revolution doesn't roll off the tongue, so they had to call it the Wii. <laughs> That's how it is. It's specifically because Japanese people could not say revolution. They would say revolution. Yeah. Well, see, that's why I'm fearing the ice slate. I don't think, just based off the name, no one's going to want the ice slate. It, I mean, it just sounds bad. Um, the iPad, too, I don't know. That just sounds weird to me. Um, it does. Personally, I hope they call it the Newton, too, but. <laughs> she just called it the iTab. The iTab. iTab. <laughs> That might be so bad. Or, I don't know. Alright, so what else do we have in the topics? Oh, yes. So Bill Gates is on Twitter now, and it's weird. I would have figured he already was. Um, 
but he's on Twitter now. I feel I feel privileged that I found him before he had more than thirteen thousand followers because he's <laughs> skyrocketing now. How many does he have now? Oh, hundreds of thousands. Let me check. because yeah, he's that interesting. Well, I mean, no, I know he's one of those people. He's like he's like Neil Patrick Harris that gets on Twitter and everyone finds out. And so before he has tweeted yeah, four he, times, yeah, uh, two hundred fifty-eight thousand followers. Yeah, yeah. And so, I I follow him. He had sixteen thousand. Well, he's got new. He's uh, because of this or whatever. He's he's unveiled his new website, Gates Notes. Yeah, which seems interesting. I haven't actually been there yet. I'm opening a, a link through uh, Mashable. All right, Gates Notes. Uh-huh. Bill, oh, that's not what I want to open. You, I'm, I just open the site. When you open, it's got a, a uh, Gates Notes. Writing you about the, his job and such. Um, yeah. That, you know, says, since he's leaving his full-time job, uh, fortunate because he's wealthy and help people sign Bill Gates, basically. Um, and it's actually, it's a really well-laid-out site. Yeah, it looks good. I mean, obviously, someone laid it out for him. But, I mean, you know, it's um, it's interesting. Bill Gates is, is really uh, an interesting character post-Microsoft because he's, you know... True. He's, uh, interesting. Who's tapping? Anyway. Hey, Mike, do you want to explain the link of the week? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, link of the week is, um, a video that's just 22 minutes. It's up, um, in the making of Avatar. And everyone was, like, really curious uh, about how Avatar is made. And it was such a, like, great movie and stuff like that. And, of course, everyone knows that it's been in the making so long, and they had, um, so I watched the movie, and there was some neat stuff about it, um, that I didn't know before. Um, I knew that they just started, they started, like, um, they didn't start making it until 2000, uh, 2007, actually, like, started production until 2007, and they had all the characters and everything, and, like, they knew what they were going to do, and... The coolest, like, some of the coolest things in it were, like, um, they couldn't just make, um, they couldn't just make it all animation. They didn't want to make it all animation. And then they couldn't just make it all just, like, regular acting. So they had a combination of both, and they had, like, um, the people in these suits with a bunch of, you know, sensors on them. And the cameras would view the sensors, and they had all these different camera angles viewing the sensors. And then they would match up, uh, match up their movements with the, um, with the uh, the 3G or 3 uh, 3D animation stuff, and the hardest part for it, which I thought was cool, was the mouth movements because all the characters, believe it or not, like in real life, looked exactly like their facial features looked exactly like they did yeah. in Avatar. So you'd be able to pick them out. And what they had was like this boom mic kind of camera thing, and they had painted dots on their face. That would, and the camera would track those dots on their face so they can get all these facial expressions with it. And that's how they got the, um, that's how they got the characters like that. But the hardest part about the movie was, um, uh, being able to, like, view the scenes. Because, yeah. I mean, it's just a bunch of people in the, in green screens and, like, funny looking suits, like, kicking and biting and, and, or, like, running through, like, woods and stuff. And, like, you have no clue if it's gonna be good or not, you know, until you see the 3D animation. Or, the uh, 3D animation, and what they did though was they had this camera that would produce the 3D um, 
I keep saying 3D, would produce the, um, the animated view of it so that the director could actually look at it in the, um, in the animation view, which um, would show like exactly what the background would be like, exactly where the characters were. And in some, in some scenes, they just had, um, like when the avatar was in, uh, in the tube and uh, the character is looking at it through his wheelchair, um, the avatar is not actually there, but yeah. he is looking at a physical like tube that's there. And that's cool. scene when he gets up like from the bed, when he just gets in his avatar, like he wasn't actually there. Like they never had a person like mimicking his movements for that scene. It was all like animation. So the people around him like had to pretend that something was there. And so they, they had to shoot that scene several times because the people had no clue where the animation animated character was going to go. But <laughs> another cool thing that they had was they had to they had it in regular um, 2D and they had it in 3D. But the problem was getting the same angles for for both uh, views. So they developed like a special camera that would shoot it with a 3D camera and uh, a 2D camera. And what it was was like one camera would shoot straight out through um, like a mirror. Or, yeah, one camera would shoot straight out, and the other camera was, like, at a 90-degree angle right below it, and it would shoot up into a mirror, which would reflect straight out. So I thought that was pretty neat. And another thing that they said was, like, after after they filmed the scene, they were able to, like, walk into um, the studio kind of thing and watch, put on 3D glasses and actually watch the scene in 3D and see how it would work, which was um, kind of different than um, any other animation as in that they already had all the 3D, um, or all the animated parts of the, the movie. So all the scenery and everything, all the, the animated scenery and everything was done for the actual shooting, because they had to have it done or else they wouldn't know, you know, what's going to happen. Yeah. So I thought that part was really, really cool. And they just got, um, like, a lot about that movie. They say that um, the actors said they had to do a lot of training and people didn't believe him because it was mostly, you know, animated. But they really did because every movement that you see in the movies of them, most most everything, is them actually moving in those suits that are being tracked by the um, the cameras. Yeah. So they actually had to do, like, combat training, and, like, all the soldiers had to do, like, soldier, like, uh, training and walking straight lines and whatnot. And then they actually had the people, um, all the actors, they took them to... Um, Hawaii to go in in like the uh, the jungle and just like be out there and like living on your own just to experience it and they had um, they had them shoot like actual rifles and whatnot and and I thought the coolest thing about it was they had this um, they had like several hundred like manufacturers for like all these different weapons and they had uh, like um, guns and, like, uh, flamethrowers. Like, even though you see the flamethrower in, like, one scene, they had, like, a whole, like, 3D model of this of this flamethrower that you could actually pick up and hold with, like, a gun from, from, uh, uh, help me out here, Paul. That's Wait. pretty awesome. What are we talking? Sorry. Uh, I'm talking about one of the guns from, from District 9. It looked like one of them. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. So you should, you should watch that show. It was awesome. And, um, like, most of it you would think is 3D animated, but they actually had to build huge sets of, um, like, the scene where they have all the, um, where the main, you know, the main guy is that controls all the, uh, all the military and everything. Yeah. When they're in that big room with all the monitors and everything, 
sets actual re actually like life size and they like build that and everything. And the cool thing was they had like one mech robot that they actually built, like just a prop of it. And then all the other mech robots were just like animated behind it. So like whatever one they were focusing on, they would just use that and then like animate everything else behind it. So it was just That's like a huge cool. undertaking in the movie. So but the cool thing was they had most everything figured out except for the animation and that's all they were waiting for was for the animation to get the technology to get good enough for them to do that. Nice. But you should check it out. It's, it's pretty cool. Definitely we'll do that. So what else do we have to discuss today? Oh, um, uh, two other links of the week. I'll post them in the show notes. <clears throat> they are just something we found on Reddit that was... Uh, was relevant if you have an ATI or NVIDIA graphics card. Um, two offers that have been standing for a couple years are still standing. And um, if you have an ATI graphics card, this will ensure this will allow you to for free uh, with your Steam account or create a Steam account get Half-Life 2: Lost Coast and Half-Life 2: Deathmatch, which is um, you know five dollars worth of games for free. And if you have a NVIDIA graphics card, you get to download the same two games plus the Portal extended demo. Uh, it'll basically an 11 level demo of the game Portal. Um, and Portal is definitely worth playing. <laughs> um, it's it, Even if you just download the first 11 levels. So Anyway, those are two, uh, two links and some free game time for you. Sounds good. Indeed. I'll so the app of the week, I guess that actually kind of qualifies as apps, but whatever. The app of the week this week is a is an application called Circle Doc, which I found on Lifehacker today. Um, it's very cool. It's a um, I'll bring up my desktop here. It is basically a mouse activated or hotkey activated dock that you can just kind of stick on your desktop and like it's hidden pretty much. Kind of like Rocket Dock, but only in a circle. It's like Rocket Dock, but you can put it away and only pull it out when you need it. I guess this is basically like Rocket Dock. Um, and Rocket Dock, for those who don't know, uh, acts like a Mac Dock, where it um, you can put icons on it and whatnot, and then you can mouse over it, or you can leave it up all the time, and it's just a way to access icons and, and whatnot. This is the same deal. It's just a circle circle dock that you can move around and, and whatnot. So I put a bunch of um, of link or programs I don't open much uh, that I should. For instance, uh, C Cleaner's on there, uh, Oslogic's Disk Defrag, that sort of thing. Um, so who knows? I mean, it's probably going to be the kind of thing I use for a couple days and and uh, maybe forget about. <laughs> But it seems like it's fun to play with, so you should check it out. The uh, link will be in the show notes. Um, as for the topics this week, we only have two, really. Um, just a rundown of the whole NBC, Leno, and Conan O'Brien fiasco. Um, it can be summed up by one short video. <laughs> basically, it's come to an end now. And to just fill you in real quick, um, four years ago, or five years ago... Whatever, six years ago, 2004, um, NBC and Leno and Conan announced that Conan O'Brien was going to be the new late night host for uh, for the or for the Tonight Show starting in 2009. And so back in the summer, 
Conan O'Brien took that position, and I believe that ever since Jay Leno left it, the ratings have kind of started to, to sink. That doesn't yeah. mean that the Conan O'Brien show has been bad. It just means that people have lost interest and they've gone to Letterman instead. And so <clears throat> NBC decided that they were going to put Jay Leno in at the 10 o'clock time slot for a show they called The Jay Leno Show, which was critically panned. Um, and if you ever watched it, it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and basically NBC started to worry about what they were going to do with their primetime uh, lineup. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure what will go into the 10 o'clock slot now. Um, but they they started deciding that they were going to move Leno back to 11.30 to try and reclaim that time slot and move Conan back to 12.05 with The Tonight Show. And so this started a whole wave of various uh, problems. Conan O'Brien said that no one the time slot is incredibly significant for a show like The Tonight Show which I can see the merit of. I mean, people you can argue that because of the internet, time slots don't matter so much anymore, which may be true for a comedy or, or a drama or something, but for a Tonight Show, it's that's that yeah. can lose its relevance in one day. Um, it does seem relevant, <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, so what is basically happening is that uh, Conan O'Brien is getting job offers from all over the place, Leno is going to be retaking his position on The Tonight Show and has sided with NBC over this matter. And Conan O'Brien was paid off with a large sum of money to break his contract and leave NBC. So Conan O'Brien's a free agent right now. <laughs> um, Adult Swim has offered him a job, as has Revision 3, both in comically uh, satisfying ways. Um, but that's been the whole ordeal. And basically, the internet has totally thrown its weight behind Conan O'Brien. Um, and as someone who used to think Conan O'Brien was great, I have not watched any late-night shows in years. Um, I kind of feel like he got he got the short end of things when it comes to this whole uh, NBC fiasco. But you guys have any, any thoughts on that, other than that Chinese video, which I know you want to bring up, John? <laughs> I mean, I, I actually enjoyed the Conan Late Night Show more than the Leno Show, but I mean, I can see the appeal. If someone's been the host of a show for a really long time, a lot of people might still watch that just because of the host. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I mean, the, the loss in ratings came from just the people that stopped watching because they like Leno. Yeah. It seems to me this whole deal, I mean, NBC... You'd think they would hold on to shows a little longer, you know? Like, for instance, um, canceling Trauma, even though Trauma yeah. was getting good ratings and high viewership. They're canceling it because of cost and whatnot. <laughs> um, I don't know. It seems that NBC wants to take the easy way out of things, and they don't want to hold on to potentially good shows. Um, even, like, you know, Southland, right? Southland was a good show. Oh, yeah, excellent show. It's, it's surviving now because um, TNT bought the rights to it. And so TNT's airing all the old episodes, and then they're making new episodes. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I, I didn't care as much as some other people did, um, but it's over now. So there's that. And we will post the link to the Chinese video that it's in Chinese, but it's really funny how it sounds. It doesn't matter. It's funny. Anyway, 
<clears throat> the last thing I want to talk about is is everyone there? I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Receive it. Last thing is just yeah, I've been here. Some talk, okay. some some discussion about the uh, um, various air traffic safety that we've air, air traffic safety <laughs> type articles we've been hearing about the last couple of weeks, including the TSA uh, scanners, the Israelis shooting a girl's MacBook, and this uh, U.S. Airways saving a flight from a dangerous Xbox 360. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> So I would film. I'd be I'd be so mad if that was my Xbox. And they were yeah. like, they basically like the airlines didn't even pay him. They like, I right. trashed his Xbox and were like, we don't we don't care. I should I should I should say I I didn't mean to mention the Israeli uh, thing. That was a case where this happened a few weeks ago. Um, an American girl who had been in Egypt was going into uh, Israel, and the Israeli shot her MacBook three times. For no particular reason, <laughs> um, that matter is closed and it has nothing to do with air safety. Yes, but, but at least they gave her a new laptop. When they, yeah, so this yeah, is. Yeah, they gave her a new laptop. I mean, this guy checked this into his bag, <laughs> you know, and they destroyed a console that's been out for five years now. The one thing that caught me is that is they didn't tell him that they had done it. Oh, you think they're going to tell anyone? I mean, they just put it in his bag and boxed up all the parts they've broken up with it in a bag and put it back where it should be. Yeah. Well, that reminds me. Uh, this was another note on Lifehacker a few, uh, well, I guess a week ago. Okay. It was if you don't want your bags rifled yeah. through, pack a gun of some sort. Um, Use a firing pistol is what they said. Yeah, I mean a starter pistol. Yeah. It, yeah, they said that you basically. When you declare something, just put a starter's pistol, which anyone can obtain. You know, I think if you're 18 or older, you know, like just put a starter's pistol in your bag. Your bag will basically get a pass put on it, and to get high-level protection through the entire flight. Which means that even if someone in that place wanted to, my theory is someone pulled out the Xbox 360 and dropped it, and they didn't want to say anything about it. Well, yeah, but, but they bagged, that was not they bagged up all the parts. Yeah, so they drop it and think, oh, what are we going to do? Let's bag it and say that, well, we thought a bomb was in it, you know. Anyway, for one reason or another, packing a gun and checking it, it will, number one, the TSA does not want to lose any weapons cases, so they will take extra care of your bags, for one. Yeah, and it also guarantees it will get there on time. Yeah. Because <laughs> they'll take extra care with it. Exactly. And for whatever reason, it stops them rifling through your stuff. So the people what? the people commenting say they're packing guns with like camera bags and whatnot where they packed it, all this expensive equipment and they don't want them rifling through it. So I'll post a link to that article because it was pretty interesting. I just need to find it first. <clears throat> somewhere right. The guy yeah, the guy said that he was uh he was like a photographer. Yeah. And uh he He'd been doing it for eight years now and never had any problems with it. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it seems like that would be like he would have gotten a ton of trouble, um, you know, after nine eleven and whatnot. But oh, because I mean, take, put, packing, taking a gun on a flight with you and putting a gun in your bag is totally different. Oh, wait, they know so a gun in a bag really is not a dangerous as long as you're talking about like, a bag that goes under the. No, no, no! Your luggage bags. A carry-on. You're talking about a carry-on. No, not no, not that. Oh, your luggage. So when you check in your luggage, you just tell them you have a 
a starter's pistol. You tell them you have a gun, you have a weapon to declare, and then you fill out some forms, and then the, the, the bag gets, um... It's a sticker that says, do not, yeah, do not get basically guaranteed to not get touched. Oh, nice. Yeah, I find it. Pack a gun to protect valuables from airline theft or loss. Okay, um... Yeah, I'll get to that. So, the other thing I want to talk about, have you guys been following this this information on the TSA's scanners? Oh, like yeah. The scanners? Yeah, the ones that basically just, like, take a picture of everyone naked, and then they can... I mean, it just it's a, it's a total violation of privacy, and we're supposed no, to but believe... For, the first photos they showed of it, it's like, you know, like a naked chick. That, that was they, they showed those were fake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but then they showed they like showed a guy going into one, and all you see is just like a red fat blob. This guy was gigantic. Oh no, they can adjust the the neck. The, the this John, you're, you're I'm not sure what you're talking about. This is um, the actual images from them. They they can tune up the sensitivity on those things, and on top of that, they're assuring you that there's no way to there's no way to like send the images and everything when the government ordered. The machine when they when they contracted for the machines to be built, they uh, specifically uh, made sure that they had the ability to send pictures to wherever they yeah. wanted them to be. You understand, John? Yes, yeah, so now yeah. yeah. That reminds me of this thing I saw on Gizmodo a while ago. It's like this video of this this um, augmented like reality app that was on a droid or something, and I forget what country it was in, but it was in a different language, but the video was hilarious because it was an, it was like an iPhone app that you just, like, view, like, you just pan around and you look at people, and whoever you're looking at, it shows a video feed of exactly what's happening um, through the camera lens, but only everyone's naked. So, like, this chick, like, walks past, and he, like, pans in front of this chick, and you just basically watch her walk past naked. Which I don't know how they did that, but it kind of looked it kind of looked like um it kind of looked like Sims animation or something. So maybe just someone put like Sims like naked animation over. I don't know. I, don't know. I just thought it was pretty funny. Well, I just want to get at the whole issue that this you know the privacy issue. I mean, does it not seem a little extreme, you know, to to just do more and more scanning when it doesn't seem that this stops anyone and it just it just holds yeah, up? Yeah, it does. There's an article I read a while ago about the differences between like Israeli air security and what we have. Well, yeah. no, but, but I was saying the different approach that we've taken. We've taken like you know whatever new technology we can get out there is the best. What they've taken is they get people that are really good, you know, looking at people's faces and knowing if they're scared or not. Yeah. And so they've, you know, they've had fewer incidents over the, you know, years that we have. And you know, if someone gets pulled over there and they think they might have weapon, they don't shut down an airport and cause mass panic. They just pull them aside into a room, and, you know, question them and not let them go if it's free. I was. Yeah, you know, I think I think John's okay. right about that. Like, it seems like the more we heighten our security the easier it is for them to get in for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, because, like, if you're, if you're a terrorist, if you're planning on getting on a plane with a bomb, you're going to have a specific way to do it that definitely bypasses security. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, there's no question. If you only rely on the technology, then there's always a way to get past the technology. Okay. 
it's really they look into your eyes and say, okay, is he nervous about this? Does it look like he's got something on him? Instead of a body scanner where, like, you'd hide something under, like, a, you know, a slab of fat that's the same density as fat, like a bomb, and they probably will not be able to see it if it's, like, hidden under your fat. Well, my point is just that it's not, I don't know, I guess it's not, it doesn't seem like that big a deal to me. I mean, you hear once in a while, I mean, if you if you think about this whole, the Nigerian, you know, uh, pants yeah. bomb or whatever, I mean, he was on the no-fly list, his dad had called to warn the government, and they'd known about this threat for some time, and he but still got on the so, but So instead of saying, instead of acknowledging that it was a security failure and that it's their fault, they go... You know, up and above and beyond each time, and they buy new things and they buy, they hire new guards. It's you know. just they're not able to say that we messed up and let the guy through by accident. So while we've all been talking, I found this uh, <clears throat> blog post talking about the uh, why exactly your your stuff doesn't get rifled through, and it says that basically if you you check a gun or whatever, you are present the entire time it's being checked. So. Basically, you'll go to a private area, and a screener will look. Will just basically glance at your luggage. Um, your bag is locked, and then, and your the gun is locked. Um, your keys are returned to you, and then from there, it's put directly onto the plane. So there's no time. There's no time for someone instead of instead of your conventional luggage, which goes through you know conveyor belts and everything. And if it's if it's anyway. Um, you know, suspicious, they'll pull it out and look at it. Um, this way, uh, it's it's put directly into the plane. I, I just remember, John, do you remember when um, Eric was uh, with us in 2000? I do, kind of. Do you remember what happened at the airport? I still haven't gotten that memory back, but I remember so, something happened. What, well, what happened, this is for Steve and Mike, I guess, we go to the airport in 2000 and with our cousin Eric to send him back to New York. Um, and he was faulty. We sent him back. <laughs> in in his bag, he had two um, two coin rolls, wasn't it? No, it was like two. You remember those M and M's mini uh, pop yeah. containers? He had two of those full of quarters, and those were on the bottom of his bag, just in a rough shape, like an L shape, and and they stopped us for like 20 minutes to find those because they thought it was a gun. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Um, it it was just quarters, and yeah. That's funny. <clears throat> anyway, um, I guess we shouldn't really uh, wait around for much longer in this show because the last half has been muddled. <laughs> to say the least. I know. Um, so before we go, any last words, everyone? And we haven't really introduced ourselves, past names and whatnot yet. Yeah, all, all the links for it, all, all of us are going to be in the site anyway. So they you can find all there's you know the ten websites you can reach us on. Well, yeah, but but more but iTunes is a big deal. So anyway, no, I was just going to say, um, how about everyone just. Uh, Tell where the best place people can get in contact with you is, and then we'll end the show. So, John, how about you go first? Yeah, um, I'm basically most contactable at my email, or yeah, the, either through the blog, you can write, I think, you know, a uh, letter for us through Twitter, which is uh, Twitter. Uh, how was it? I've been there forever. I'll type it in. J. Quietkowski. 
And um, and Facebook is Facebook slash John underscore Kwiatkowski. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the best way to get in contact with me would be also um, Facebook. Just hit me up, Stephen Polowski. That works, Mike. Um, yeah, you can just get in contact me, with me on Facebook at Facebook forward slash M Pulowski. And as always, twitter.com slash Contrapol for me. And for everyone, uh, I'll talk to you, and hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Um, keep an eye out for the five-minute podcast and hopefully John's design show. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>